This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. Following on from the previous episode with Richard Andrew, this episode provides an example of the difference between a procedural and conceptual approach to maths teaching. It's a simple example of adding fractions using common denominators. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, I recommend you have a listen to that first to see where this is coming from, or at least have a listen afterwards. Richard is a former maths teacher and now presenter of PD courses to maths teachers and has a great amount of insight to share. Let's dive right into this example. Well, let's look at an example then. Let's let's work through an example where okay. you could either teach me a procedure yep. or you could start the experience, the lesson or the uh, the unit of work or the, the period of time where you and I were interacting, where yep. we were talking about the concept of something before we started talking about procedures. Okay. So let's 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 make it simple. Let's let's say that we're doing uh, we're working with middle school maths and we're looking at how to add fractions using common denominators. So you know, if we take it the most simple example, we've got a half and we've got a quarter. And we want to add them together. Well, you can't kind of add a half and a quarter because it's like adding an apple to an orange, and other than calling it a fruit salad. You, you, <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, you yeah, yeah, can yeah. add them together, but, yeah, I know. but you won't but end up with one or the other. <laughs> you can't say it's three apples or three oranges. You know, they're different things. So as a procedures first teacher, I would come in and I would teach the procedure, the mathematical procedure for adding fractions. So a half and a quarter are not the same type of thing. You can't technically add them together and call them, you know, three of something so we need to we need to find a way so we can actually add these together and make sense of them so the mathematical procedure is to look at the denominators and find a lowest common multiple and that lowest common multiple is four so then you turn a half into the its equivalent fraction of quarters so your half becomes two quarters so now we've got two quarters and one quarter two apples and one apple so that's three quarters so that's the mathematical procedure of adding uh, fractions with mixed denominators, and then you you do more and more of those with gradually increasing com- complexity. Gee, I'm glad Richard reminded me of what's going on there, because I guess these days I just take for granted that I know how to do that. But remember, we are looking at this from the perspective of someone who is learning this for the first time. Let's continue. So you're focusing on this lowest common uh, multiple idea to get the common denominators and the equivalent fractions and then adding them up and then you do the same thing with subtraction all right mm. so if i'm if that's what i'm doing if that's and i can be as good as possible to in teaching that procedure i'm still going to have students who don't really get what what this is they might be able to follow the procedure they might be able to get all the right answers but do they really understand like could the question is okay Here's a piece of paper and a pencil. Do something that shows me that you understand what's going on. Now, I swear there'll be a lot of students who don't. Right. So that's a procedures first approach. And, I've, you know, if you ask a lot of students who have been through this approach in a week's time to replicate the same thing, I ask them this, that the question. You know, can you add um, five twelfths plus, you know, five sixths? Maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can, 
maybe they can't. On one level, that's a really simple thing to consider. But what about those students who can't do the maths or simply don't understand? Just how do we effectively communicate with them? Richard goes on. Now, an understanding first approach would say, right, what's the concept that's underpinning the addition of fractions with mixed denominators? And to my way of thinking, the, the concept is really, you know, looking at equivalent fractions, breaking them down um, so as they are of the same type. And uh, I don't know what you call the concept specifically, but imagine, so let's just take the simple example of a half plus a quarter. So imagine we draw a circle and we put a line down the middle and we say, okay, kids, we, we need to add a half and a quarter. So can you show me where the half is? And they do that. Can you show me where a quarter is? So they'll, on the other side, they'll split the other half into two quarters and there's one quarter. Um, but we can't, what, what is that? And they'll almost, without even being prompted, they'll draw a line through the half, make the half into two halves, and now we've got three shapes of the same size. Ah, oh, three quarters. Now, every kid can do that. That makes sense. So we, we're splitting it, visually splitting a half into two quarters and adding it to the third one. Or you can do this with equipment. You know, I'm just giving you one little example. So if that concept is important, then why not just, you know, there's lots of ways you can do this, but let's say we've got a couple of worksheets with all these shapes drawn and with a question. So the first one's a half plus a quarter. The next one might be a third plus a sixth. The next one might be, you know, uh, well, question tw 10 might be 11 twelfths take um, a third. So the kids have to tweak the diagrams to show how these things work. And then once they're confident, because they're, now, the reason this is really good is because they're not following a routine or a procedure. That What they're doing is they're making sense of it and using their own understanding. So then you go, right, let's have a look. At how might we do this mathematically with a, math, with a numbers procedure, you know, with a procedure that actually uses fractions just with numbers without the diagrams? Maybe we can get the kids to play around and see if they can come up with a procedure. But if we just teach, if we just teach the procedure as we, as we did uh, in the procedures first approach, the students will go, oh, right, this is what we've been doing. Because when that half turns into two quarters, they relate to that because they've already been doing this on the page. So my point here is, with an understanding first approach, procedures second, the kids are understanding what they're doing for the pretty much the entire time because they're using their own brain. It's all doable. And then when it comes to the procedure, it makes sense to them because that's what they've been working with. And then they move on to the next thing. What if a teacher said to you, well, I just, I teach procedures most of the time and I drill my students through it and they get good test results. And by and large, I'm pretty happy with the results of my class. And I think that's okay. I think we're, um, we're doing everyone in service if we're only looking at test results, especially if the test results are uh, fluent to, based on the old fluency type tests, which is, you know, add this, subtract this, multiply this. Yeah. When if what would be better is if we if our tests involve questions like um, explain, make up a question, draw a diagram, do whatever to show me that you understand how to add fractions um, like this, for example, that have mixed denominators, and that and they go through and, and write a little story and explain it. Um, that if if that's what they can do, 
then that's great. But then if that if that's what the assessment task is, that's all, that should be what we're looking at in, in class. So I think the conceptual understanding is really important. And I think I'm convinced, you know, you can have procedural teachers, excellent procedural teachers with the, with the higher level kids or the kids who cope better with maths who are particularly good at memory. That's sort of, I think you find it's a strong correlation between kids who are good with memory and kids who do well at maths. Um, that those kids will cope, but I, I'm not at all convinced that your lower achieving students do well with a procedures first mindset. A challenge then to think about how we present new content in maths classrooms. But like I've mentioned in the previous episode, much of this also relates to explaining just about anything and is applicable to any number of subjects. Although it's possible that in some cases, we just want to know the answer and move on. So whilst it's simple on one level, it's also complicated. You've been listening to an episode of Central Station. To find out more about Richard's courses for teachers, visit the website, learnimplementshare.com. Or you can also send him an email. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Richard at learnimplementshare.com. And be sure to check in with us again in early November when my conversation with Richard continues. To make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app on the device of your choice or visit the website, central.com.au slash podcast. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you.